Welcome to Collision, where faith and doubt collide. My name is Nick Flores, and I'm your host, and it is amazing to say we have made it to episode four. We have a few others already lined up and ready to go. I see no signs of stopping. Thank you to everybody who continues to listen and shares the podcast. That's super, super helpful and just beyond blessed. This week, I'm introducing Rackenzie Kelly. Um, she has been a friend. I've known her for a few years now. We actually met um, via my wife because they went to SDSU together. Um, if you don't know what that is, it's San Diego State University. And so I met Rackenzie um, in towards the end of her career there, 2015, 2014, I believe so. Quick story is when I first met Rackenzie, we were supposed to hang out with my, my wife, then girlfriend at the time. And Rackenzie and I somehow ended up going to Target together um, while we waited for my wife. I think she was working. And Rackenzie is the type of person that will go into the Target app and find all the coupons and all the deals, cross-reference it with her regular grocery list and what, what she needs to get at the store or what she wants. And then only buys the things on sale. Rackenzie is super fun. Um, she's super smart. She has an amazing heart. And I think listening into this conversation, you will just hear from Rackenzie and you'll be like, oh man, she is amazing. Um, she sounds like a wonderful person and I want to get to know more about her. Welcome to Collision, where faith and doubt collide. Growing up, like I'm born and raised in California, my family is not. Um, my mom's side is from Louisiana and Benton Harbor, Michigan, um, and my dad's side is Birmingham, Alabama. So growing up, we went to a pretty like traditional Southern Baptist church here in California. Um, it was interesting because we were always taught like you go to church every Sunday, you don't question it, you don't question anything. But hey, we're gonna read the Bible. It's like, okay, this is just what, just, it's what you do. Um, and as from as far back as I can remember that, that was just what we did. Um, like you get baptized, you go to the same church, you don't question anything, you go through the steps. Um, and I remember like, as I got a little older, it got really hard to make it to church every Sunday. So we started an at-home Bible study with just my parents, my sister and I, um, didn't last very long because my sister was frequently frustrated due to not being able to understand. Um, but her lack of understanding made me start to question the whole black and white. Like, oh, we're being told this is just what you do. This is just what the Bible says. But if it's that black and white, why isn't she understanding it? Um, and so I was able to kind of, my parents are always super cool with like, questions and discussions around all of that because um, they wanted us to learn. They wanted us to understand why things were the way they were. Um, so I remember like talking to them about it and they were very honest about, no, we don't have the answers, but we'll have a discussion and see how close we can get. Um, and like, at least if we don't have an answer, maybe there's a better understanding. Um, so it was really cool to have them be human and admit to not having answers and like 
not this rigid, like rigid black and white. Whereas like, that's what I had always known. Yeah. What about church was difficult and what, and like, what were you trying to understand? What were you bringing to your parents? And as you mentioned, it sounded like it was kind of open. Your parents accepted the questions. They tried to seek answers with you. Um, Where, yeah, what were those questions? What did they look like? um, Were there any, maybe some questions that you felt like I can't ask them or... Or was it kind of just freely, just like, I'm asking anything I possibly can. I'm trying to understand this. I'm trying to help my sister out and and understanding that as well. So I don't remember having, like, super specific questions. um, But I remember just kind of sitting there and like, wait a minute. This is not as black and white. And so I would kind of read through things and just ask for understanding, like, parables and, you know, timelines and you know, um, like people in the stories, um, like what are their background? How do they relate? Cause you know, it's, there's a whole web going on. Um, and I think it was like, not so specific of questions, but seeing that someone didn't understand, didn't have the answers being my sister made me realize there's more to it. Like everyone's saying, this is just how it is. Um, but if that's just how it is, why would we question it? Um, and so I don't remember really asking my parents any like super tough questions or anything like super specific. Um, I think it was just more for clarification on, on like what was happening, what I was reading. Um, I don't think I really started interpreting too much until I was a bit older. Um, but I think it was just seeing that like, things can be questioned, I think was kind of. Yeah. Did you ever feel discouraged when you couldn't find an answer? Um, before we were doing the at-home Bible study, it was definitely rough because it was like, you don't ask questions. With my parents, I don't think I was so much discouraged about not having an answer as I was encouraged by having a conversation. Um, and like, it did suck to not, I'm very much a person who's like, I need to know, I need to know now. Um, so there was that bit of it in me, but I think even bigger was like, okay, I can ask, I can explore this. Like, they're not going to get mad if I say, Hey, who's this person? I know that like, this is something I should have learned when I was five, but can you clarify who this person is or what's going on here? Um, I think that kind of was a bigger deal to me than not getting the answer right away. Yeah. So you're asking questions pretty much from an early age. And, and then as you grew older, what were the questions still, what kind of those questions kind of rolling through where there, were you finding yourself as you grew older, more and more questions happening? Um, or were you, were you ever put in a position of thinking, Oh, I, I do have the answers and the answers around me are, are enough. Um, I'm someone who questions everything. So I've never felt like the answers that I've had were enough. Um, the more I discovered about myself as a person, the more questions I had. Um, cause I discover like, Oh, I really like tattoos. Well, this person told me tattoos are bad. Like, 
So it was just kind of like discovering more about myself, brought up more and more questions about not only the Bible, but my faith in general. Um, when I got old enough to go to college, I joined a couple different Christian groups because um, I didn't have community. And I was like, real Christian, I can start somewhere. And it was interesting because I thought that it would be an easy fit for me. Like, this is how I grew up. Like, yes, I'm questioning things, but I know how to fit into a Christian group. I've done it my whole life. Um, seeing that not everyone, even college age questions things or like, even at college age, people are like, like they're doing what they can to fit in and not questioning things, but they're also on the side when no one's looking, doing whatever they want. Just like I grew up watching. Um, and so it was interesting. Like I'd go into... I questioned less when I was in groups because it, I didn't feel safe questioning a lot of the things because um, there was that kind of standard just like growing up where this is what we do. This is how it is. We have the answer like, hey, we're going to lead you in. Here's the answer. But don't question it. Um, so if you question it, we're just going to lead you back to our answer. Um, and so I didn't question as much like out loud or to the people in my community. Um, but I did question a lot internally and then once I kind of found my people within the community I felt safe asking those questions um because I knew there wouldn't be judgment yeah you, you're you mentioned feeling safe and in, in spaces of um questions being accepted and unsafe and in, in places where questions weren't accepted where was those feelings of being unsafe did they ever cause you to kind of just jump ship and find, try to find another community? Like on outwardly, like on the, on the outside, people will, can very well notice, Hey, Frickenzie is jumping from this church to this church, to this church. While you could still have like that inner circle of friends um, where you felt safe to have those conversations. I did like quite a bit. I would, so I joined one community um, at first I was able to fit right in, um, and then it became more and more uncomfortable and I'm like, okay, this isn't who I am. Like, they're all like very squeaky clean and I'm not a bad person, but th that's just not me. Um, and within that group, I met someone else who's like, Hey, come try this group. So I joined that group. Um, and it definitely felt like a better fit. Um, there were things that should have been red flags upon joining that group but you know desperate for community you kind of look the other way um i don't regret it met some of my best friends in that group believe in everything happens for a reason and that's probably why um but in that second group it was like okay there are more options here um these people in this group have more diversity than the first group um, like i'll find people here which i did and that was awesome but it was by the end, I had my people um, and then not really the rest of the community, which was not the intention. Um, and in both both groups, the first one and the second one, there were these really strict expectations of like, you go to church every Sunday, you dress this way, you behave this way, um, which was like, wait a minute, didn't I just leave this when I came to college? The, wasn't this what I was trying to get away from? Um, 
And in a sense, it was nice. I got to explore different churches and different types of Christianity, um, for lack of a better word. But I found out, like I discovered, like, yes, I fit better in some than others. But in the end, they're, they're all, they've all got their set of rules. They've all got their expectations. And I don't quite fit into any of them the way I expected to. Um, and that's when I kind of realized, like, it's not God that I have an issue with. Like, to this day, I'm still kind of, I question, like, I believe in God, but is there another higher power? Like, that's just, I'm someone who's always questioning things. Um, but I realized at that point when I would jump community, community, expectation, expectation, and never quite fit in. Um, because they all, everyone thought they had the way, the answers. I realized that I struggled with organized religion just because everyone did think that they had the answer, but everyone's answer was different. Um, it made me realize that maybe no one has the answer. Um, like, yes, there's, I'm sure there's some higher power up there. That I don't doubt. And I'm pretty sure it's God. Like, but who, who is to say that they have the right answer? Um, and it took me jumping a lot of groups and communities to kind of figure that out for myself. Yeah. You, you're mentioning, um, belief, you still believe in God. And do you think it's maybe just that your question, not necessarily, you're not, haven't really necessarily questioned is God like quote unquote, like one God, does he exist? But is it? more so the versions of God you're being presented that you're questioning. Like these versions yeah, each, each of these I, churches are, are, are bringing up. Totally. Um, yeah. So I definitely believe, like I said, there's some higher power out mm -hmm. there, whether it's God, Buddha, whatever you want right. to call him, there's a higher power. There's no other way for all this, for us to be who we are, for this to be like the world to be what it is. Um, but there's so many different versions of him that I've been presented that are all similar, but different. Um, like, you know, the God who loves everyone, but these people, the God who, um, like the God who is super accepting. And then it's like, ha, yeah, we're not going to tell you this, but, and then I've been presented with the God who really is the God of love, uh, which is what I would choose to believe in if I were to pick an organ organized religion or a version of God. Um, and then I've had the version of God who just is an iron fist. Um, like basically, you know, you are to love everyone, but don't worry. Those people are still going to hell because he doesn't love them, which is completely contradictory to the Bible itself. Um, so they're all very similar versions, but different versions. Um, and I think that is kind of where I was like, mm, organ I'm going to pass on the organized religion. And this is where I question not if there is a God, but who God is. Um, and I think that's an answer that even at the age of 30, I will continue to question for the rest of my life um, because we don't have the answers. Right. And I think it's something that I'm willing to keep looking into, but it's kind of hard when I'm not an organized religious an organized religion person um and everyone's got a different version right so you, have you in asking these questions about who god is and kind of breaking out of church and organized religion as you're putting it 
Um, have you found any community outside of those four walls that you've kind of been bouncing from four walls to four walls to four walls? Have you find, found any community where you're able to ask these questions and it's more free flowing and have you found more support outside of um, what you've, what you've grown up to know in asking questions? Yeah, it's kind of crazy. Um, my family, they still, be- a lot of them still believe what they believed. So I just, you know, I don't ask questions there, but in my second community, it turns out that a lot of the people in that community turned out to kind of be in the same place as me, where the more they learned about themselves, the more they questioned. Um, Like I have one friend who believes in God and is kind of like, you know, I don't know how I feel about organized religion. I have kids. I don't want them believing these twisted versions um, that spew hate. Um, And then I have another friend who's like, you know, I don't think I believe in God anymore. Um, And I have a handful of friends from that second group who have all kind of taken a dive on their own, which is awesome. We've all, we're not all landing in the same place, but because we're all questioning what we believe, we can have that open conversation um, without judgment. And I think that's kind of, that's kind of the cool thing. Like, no, I did not fit in that second group, but it turns out none of us did. Um, and that's probably why we question things a little too much. But in the end, like, we're all out of that group. We've all graduated college, but we're still friends and we can still have those conversations together. Um, we may not have answers. We may not all agree on the same thing, but we can have the conversations without judgment. And I think it's really cool that people from a community that I was trying so hard to fit into also didn't fit in and we can all kind of be outside that box together. Yeah. What do you, what do you think that like contributing factor or that one thing that kind of threads through you and and this community that you have now to ask these questions? What do you think that one thing is that commonality between each and every one of your stories um, that led you to this point of, we just want to question this and we have lots of questions um, and we're just going to create our own community essentially. Um, I think there's actually a few. I think one similarity is we all grew up with a very strict view of religion. Um, You go to church every Sunday. You don't question everything. This is just what you do. And I think all of us grew up like that and then went to college looking for that, but in our own terms and found something different. Um, And I think another thing that connects us is that we're all people who just want the best for people. Like we're all people who are like, well, who am I to judge you? And who are you to judge me? Like we all, we want, we all want everyone to be well and do well and feel loved and never feel the judgment that, and like, you know, um, like the judgment and the bad feelings. A lot of us felt growing up. Um, and I think, that a lot of us also felt it in that group when we were there. So leaving it, we can say, we know how that felt. We don't want that. Um, but all of us are just people who are like, come as you are. We love you no matter what. Like, I want real people. Come as you are. Um, and so I think it's just a mix of like that really rigid upbringing 
um, in religion and then being people who are naturally come as you are. I love you. Like we are who we are kind of people. Yeah, it's good. I, I think in the climbing conversations with people as well, that seems to be the ongoing thing. It's like, Hey, we are looking for community and the community you're creating is not how we, we would define community just as like a general basis. Um, your, the community is contradictory to what you're saying. The, the community, it's this. Um, it is not kind of what we've been promised. Um, like we were, we were told one thing and that's not what it is. Um, so, yeah. So how, or more so like what, um, having been out of, church how long have you been outside of um, organized religion would you say um pretty much since i graduated college in 2015 mm. um so the end of college i had two of my very close friends um come out as a couple and they weren't treated well by the people who were supposed to be part of our community um, and I realized that I was also like, okay, like I might be part of the LGBTQ community as well. Um, and seeing how they were treated was kind of like that, like final straw for me. Um, and they, when they came out, they weren't worried about themselves. They were worried about how I was going to be treated for being friends with them. Um, which is to me insane. Cause I was still in that group. I hadn't finished college yet. I still had a semester left. Um, but as soon as I left college, I was like, I'm kind of done with this. Like, I've tried it from so many angles, and it's just it's just not working for me. Um, and I think once I did that, I felt more freedom to kind of explore what I believed in. Um, and so it's been solid, like, seven or eight years now. Um where I can just kind of, you know, be part of a community of people who question life in general. Um, and honestly, like, it's hard. Being someone who likes answers and likes learning and understanding, it's hard not having a single answer. Um, but it's cool seeing that other people are right there with me. And so these, like, s past seven, eight years have been years of a lot of confusion um, but also a lot of clarity, like confusion as to like, okay, who am I as a person? Where do, like, where does this align with where I grew up? But also the clarity of like, wait a minute, I don't have to fit that box anymore. Um, like I am my own person. Um, so it's been kind of, it's been a roller coaster for mm -hmm. these past handful of years, but it, it's been very worth it. Yeah. Um, and you can answer this in any which way you want to. Um, but how was that emotionally and psychologically just, as you said, questioning of who you are as a person, as Rackenzie, um, as someone who may or may not be a part of an LGBTQ community who is uh, a community in which is constantly being oppressed by communities you grew up in and communities that you kind of felt safe in in some points unsafe in others um a community that you wanted to went to college and you 
not only went to college just for this, but one of the reasons you went to college was also to kind of explore um, your faith and trying to find another community. And you tried, you sought so much um, uh, kind of, for lack of a better term, approval from these organizations. And now you're faced of like, am I a part of a community that is, is in complete opposite um, to a community that I wanted to be a part of for so long? Um, yeah, it was exhausting. Um, emotionally, it was like this battle of who I think I am fighting who I'm supposed to be, or at least who I thought I was supposed to be. Um, and I still, all these years later, still kind of have that battle, um, which takes a toll on a person. Like, I'm happy with who I am, but wait, 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 who I am is not right, or at least everyone's telling me that. Yeah. Um, and it's just like this really exhausting battle um and i watched some of my friends go through the same battle um and it it's interesting because when i finally was like you know what this is who i think i am i may not be who i am but it's who i think i am i'm gonna just dive in and go from there um like i started dating like which i'd never done and i met my my wife who has kind of a similar similar kind of background and similar belief system. Um, but it's just, it's like this, not only are you battling the outside world constantly, like, oh, you're bad, you're bad, you're bad, even though you know you're like, I did nothing wrong. This was not a choice because I would not choose to have this many people hate me for no reason. Um, but it's like that outside battle and then that internal battle of like, okay, like, this is who I am, but maybe I can fix it. Maybe I can, like, maybe I can kind of fit in this box a little bit and face less persecution. And it's just, like, it gets easier, but it doesn't stop. Um, and it definitely helps to have a community who supports that. Um, like, one person in that second group that I joined in college has been very, very outspoken about, like, you can't say that this, it's not me who believes this, it's my church, when that's the group that you're supporting. That's like saying, you know, it's not me who believes that the sky is blue, it's just everyone I hang out with. Mm-hmm. And it's like that whole guilty by association thing. If you're going to a church that is spewing that, you've got to have some sort of belief in it or around it. Um, and especially if you're not questioning it. If you're questioning it, that's one thing. Um But I've seen a lot of people come out against not necessarily religion or God, but like questioning the church. More and more people that I count as like people I trust are coming out and saying, wait a minute, why did I never question the fact that my beliefs did not align with the church I was going to? Or my beliefs did not align with the religion that I'm, you know, trying to fit into. Um, if I believe something, I should be in a community that believes similarly. Um, you can't say not I, but them when you're a part of the them. Um, and seeing more and more people that I love and trust and who have supported me be outspoken about that and confront people who are spewing hate, like, you know, the people holding signs, you know, gays are going to hell. 
like seeing them confront them face to face and like, hey, let's have a conversation. I'm not here to argue with you. Let's just have a conversation. Why do you believe that this is what I believe and this is why? Or, you know, hey, I'm going to question my church because I believe this. They believe this, but I feel like this is hate and I'm not about that hate. Um, the more people I see speak up gives me hope. Um, like it's, it makes me feel like I'm not fighting the battle alone. I've got more people in my army. I've got more people who are like, you know what? This is not like, yes, this is what we know. This is how things have always been, but let's question the norm. Let's make it better for the future. Um, and I feel like that's kind of been a sense of hope for me going through like my Instagram news feed and talking to people and like, Hey, we've got you. By the way, I'm sorry for the way that, you know, people of this group act. I, this is what I believe. Um, I don't want to be part of that. I may have been in the past. I want better. I want to do better. I want to learn better. Um, it's hopeful. And the exhausting part is still there. The battle is still there. But it doesn't feel like, it doesn't feel like a battle with no hope, with no bright light at the end. Um, it feels like, okay, well, we're, at least there's people who are here with me, um, which just makes it all a little bit easier in the end. Mm. What are you hopeful for? I'm hopeful that eventually God won't be associated with hate because I don't want to have an issue with God. I never want that to be something that I believe. Um, I don't, and I don't want that to be what, you know, other people are kind of forced to believe. I'm hopeful that people will be given the space to discover their belief system for themselves. And I'm hopeful that in doing so, what they learn about God is what I've discovered. Um, and that is God loves you as you are. He wouldn't have created you that way otherwise. Um, so don't think he hates you. Um, so I'm just hopeful that like in the future, there will be more openness. There will be more conversations. There will be more love. And like people will just be given the space to be who they are and believe a system or in a being that fits who they are and that that will be okay. Yeah, it's good. It's really good. Um, I'm hopeful for the same things. Um, and so do you now kind of just for some more clarification, you mentioned um, people being kind of quote guilty by association, being a part of organizations that, um, continue to oppress um and then someone would be like well i i don't oppress it's it's them but i still attend um do you have any empathy for the person that says that and and looking back on on your life and your journey with church and being in those spaces and particularly around college age where you were sitting in that congregation within that group and you had these questions of your own but you didn't feel safe to ask them I do, because I feel like a lot of us are afraid to rock the boat. Um, we start questioning everything, but when you're being given the message of like, hey, questioning is bad, 
Like that's, you know, almost like questioning is condemnation. Um, you learn to sit down and shut up, unfortunately. And you don't, a lot of people I feel like just don't feel safe to question the norm. Um, and there's still things to this day where I'll question quietly and go figure out for myself, not necessarily just with religion, but like in life itself. Mm -hmm. Um, and so I definitely feel bad for the ones who are aware of that, but feel helpless in doing otherwise. And I feel even worse for the people who don't realize the message that is being spread, um, who are blindly following it because it's all they know. Um, like I feel bad because they don't have that power within themselves to question in the first place. And then like for the people who are like, yeah, this is what I know. I'm not questioning it just because I'm not questioning it. Um, I hope they do better. <laughs> mm. Like questioning it due to fear, questioning it due to not feeling safe or, you know, accepted. Absolutely. Like I get that. And I hope that those people find a space where they can question things um, and find people who fit their beliefs and who have, accept them and their questions and you know everything that comes with it um and for the people who just don't know i hope they learn better yeah because there, there just comes a point where it's like well you do have the resources to know better but you're just not going after them like there's that initial like having fear and and wanting to fit in but there comes a point for i feel like everybody just even with age and maturity and time and all looped into that there just comes a point where it's like you can't keep holding up that card and saying i didn't know any better um just exactly yeah um i think that's where my empathy falls short too and it's kind of like you know when you start bringing in different big political topics and you know the older generation sometimes like well i just didn't know and it's like well now you know so do better yeah. like once you know you can't claim to not know anymore you can't just look the other way and growing up i've seen so much of that and at that point i'm like i don't have empathy like right now you're doing the very opposite of what you're supposed to be doing as one a human being two a christian as you call yourself like there are resources you've heard better you decided to look the other way and now you are part of the problem. Like there's nothing stopping you from doing better except for yourself. Um, and that's where I very much lack the empathy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what advice would you give um, someone currently going through your a version of your journey um right now or if you could look back and and like call rickenzie up at a younger age and say here's something you should know um moving forward through this process what would you what advice would you give to that person my advice would be it's okay to question things Find your people and find your community where, where you feel safe and question everything you need to question. And if it doesn't, if your answers that you find don't match up with what you were taught, it's okay. Mm -hmm. Not everyone 
no, actually none of us have the answers. Um, I think when I was younger, it would have been nice to hear that my faith, my beliefs were my own personal journey. And I was allowed to do them, the, like follow my journey the way I needed to follow it. Um, and I hope that anyone who's kind of like in a situ in the position I am or I was in, um, knows that like, it's okay. It's okay to not fit that mold that you grew up in or every community that you join. But in those communities, you might find people who are feeling the same way. Doubt you're the same one. Like it's your journey. Follow it as you need to. Yeah, I'm kind of the last question to kind of round out the conversation. Walking away from this conversation, maybe it's something you've already said um, or something you've just been trying to say, but that just hasn't come up. What is that one thing or maybe a handful of things that you kind of just want to want someone to know about about you and your journey um, walking away from this conversation and, and kind of fully knowing there are going to be people that listen to this that have no idea who you are and then there are going to be people who very well might have known you in these communities and in these spaces um, what is something you want to kind of just get off your chest and be like you you need to know this about me is if there is anything um i don't think i've taken the time to appreciate the people who stood by my side through every step of crazy journey um I think it's it's been hard discovering myself, and I know I haven't always been the best version of myself in the process, but I've had those handful of people who, A, weren't afraid to call me out, but B, never left. Um, and I think that without them, I would not be where I'm at today. I would not be accepting who I am as a person. I would not be accepting what I believe in, where it's at and willing to learn more. Um, and for those that don't know me, I think it's important to like say like in the end, like I am happy and I don't regret any of it. Even those groups I didn't fit into, they led me to the next step. Group one led me to group two. Group two led me to some of my best friends. Um, and I think it's it's important to not regret the steps in the journey um, because they lead their steps. They lead to the next spot. Um, and so for everyone who was there for all of those steps, I'm just more grateful than they'd ever know. That's awesome. Well, thank you for letting me in and letting other people in on your story and getting to know you a little bit more um, deeper and just kind of have a better understanding of your journey um, and things in which I know I can definitely be better at is letting people ask questions. I know growing up for me, it was, it was, it was very legalistic. And if you believe this one thing from this one person and any kind of other ideas are just wrong. And I know I grew up in this space where, it was easy to argue and um, defend positions and, and not necessarily give space. And so I'm happy that we were able to have this conversation um, and just kind of get your, your story out into the ether. <laughs> um, and 
yeah, just want to thank you for that. Yeah, thanks for having me. I'm glad I finally got to share my story. I didn't realize that I had that much to share. So I appreciate it. <laughs>